Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Craig Sullivan, your host, and today it is my distinct honor and pleasure to have Paula Argento from Argento Venture and Hospitality Group, an international corporate advisor services specializing in hospitality, real estate investment, private equity, debt finance, foreign investor, and company representation in the U.S. The group has affiliated offices in Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Henderson, Nevada. Paula, welcome to the show. Oh, Craig, thank you very much. And thank, thank you very much for, for that lovely introduction. Um, I just wanted to say I was thinking today about how a month ago, we were at, at your terrific conference down in the Irvine area, uh, your hotel investment conference for California lodging industry. And it was just such a, a wonderful event. And we certainly have come a long way since then. We have, and thank you. It was a, a, a pleasure to have you there and meet you and, and spend some time with you and the rest of the attendees. And we have certainly come a long way uh, since March 5th. I, I, and, you know, there's so many of our family, friends, colleagues, hotel professionals that, uh, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, your heart and mine both go out to them and, you know, we're, we're hoping they're all anchored down and, uh, you know, well, and, you know, we're just trying to separate ourselves from the noise and give everybody some great information. So Paula, would you tell the audience, uh, about your company? I know I gave touched on a few highlights, but, uh, you know, I know you went to Cornell and various other universities and, degrees. So if you could maybe elaborate a little bit more on what you're doing, please. Yeah, yeah, cer certainly. And I'll, I'll just start out by saying my, my background uh, is, is as an attorney. Uh, I spent a number of years in Washington, D.C., uh, finance, securities law, uh, some work on Capitol Hill, too. So it was a fairly well-rounded uh, type of practice. And then about 15 years ago, people started to bring me in hotel deals and, and casino deals in some instances. And what they were looking for, it was, it was either uh, owners looking to refinance or bring in new investors. Nice. Uh, lenders. Yeah, lenders trying to um, refinance projects or, or uh, sell projects in some, in some cases. Uh, and then limited partners uh, who needed negotiation with their sponsors, all, all of that kind of good thing. And so that has tended to lend itself right now to some very interesting conversations as people are trying to restructure, you know, loans and relationships and also to find some silver lining if there can be such a thing uh, going forward with the industry. Absolutely. You know, as uh, a very good friend of ours always says, hospitality strong. And I credit uh, Glenn Hausman at No Vacancy News for that. Uh, and, you know, he's putting out a daily show that uh, is just wonderful for the industry as a whole. And I do believe, you know, we will come through this. We've gone through, you know, the financial meltdown, 9-11, various other, you know, financial downturns, and we've come back stronger every time. Um, let's talk about finance a little bit. Uh, you're dealing with some of the CMBS lenders out there right now, aren't you? Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're working on, on loan mods, and we're heartened that we've moved ahead from, I think, some initial confusion or, or lack of communication where people were trying to figure out where, you know, wh where, is my, where is my special servicer today and where's my master servicer today? Right. And pe people have managed to, to connect up. Uh, plus, the, in many instances, the special server is authorizing the master server to conduct the negotiations so you don't have to fall into a special class of, of loan. Uh, and, and that's, you know, we're also seeing understanding of, of, look, we've got, we've got to get through this. You know, we've got to give 90 days. If you've been in, in good shape with your lender, people are willing, lenders are willing to uh, authorize extensions, um, you know, interest only payments in some circumstances is, or lowered payments, which is great. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, let, let's, let's talk about that a little bit more, a little bit of a deeper dive. So it's from what you're telling me, it sounds like it's a little bit different from the 08 financial meltdown with CMBS that uh, one, their master servicers now empowered to do things that they couldn't do back then. 
and there seems to be more of a cooperative mode, not so quick to pull the trigger and put on a lockbox and a few other things. Do I have that right? Yeah, that's and it, I think the the understanding is look this this is really through most of the hotels. It's it's no fault of their own. Right. You know, they were managing beautifully. Um, and and what good is it going to do to put on this added level of oversight right now? Right. I mean, you want to you want to keep these hotels in as healthy and normal a situation as possible, so they can focus on rebuilding their business. So I, I think it's it's different in that regard. Um, and. You know, what, what are you going to do ultimately if you can't come to an agreement? I mean, there was an old saying uh, from a banker I knew that you never foreclose on anything that eats. And um, <laughs> I like that. Know, I may have to send you, know. you a copyright check on that one. <laughs> well, I'd have to send it. I have to. I'd have to give credit to him. But I mean, I mean, the truth of these matter is, it's very expensive to operate these assets. Even if, even if you decide to shutter the doors for a while, you still have to protect the asset. So. Um, I think the relationship with with letting uh, letting the hotel use capex reserves, uh, you know, to help right. people loan current. I, I think these are wonderful, you know, given the circumstances. They're very accommodating measures that are, and steps that are being taken. Absolutely, and and as you'd mentioned, you know, again, you know, the difference between now and '08. It, you know, our fundamentals were sound. I mean, you were doing deals, you're doing refinances, you were doing acquisitions, and you're seeing hotels at you know, 70, 80% occupancy and, you know, top dollar was being paid. And, you know, as of March 13th, they went down to, you know, 10% occupancy and some falling beyond that. So it's good to hear that, you know, your expertise and you're able to, you know, work with not only the the borrower, but with the CMBS lender on that. So that's a, a, a breath of fresh air that, you know, I think is is well needed, you know, in the industry um, without divulging, you know, any client privilege information. I, I mean, are are you getting in there early with both your client and the lender? I mean, is, is the client initially reached out and then asked you to get in the middle of the conversation to, you know, not only protect the asset and them, but, you know, all, all of their rights to go with that. I, I think it's a race to the phone of who calls who first, basically, okay. because we all, each, each of us know it, that the first person you should be reaching out to is your lender. Right. So, so, you know, it's best to whoever calls first, let's proactively get this, get the plan together for how, how they're going to be approached. Um, you know, for example, in, a lot of instances there where it, you know, you're able to keep the contracted rate of interest, not a default rate. That's another, you know, accommodation that, nice. that groups are making. Um, I mean, the one, the one area where we're holding off is on trying to, we, we've been advised to try to hold off as many have to try to hold off on any new loans. If you don't have to do it, right. because the, right, the terms are going to be much more onerous, uh, you know, higher interest rates to accommodate for the higher risk. And, you know, yep. in many instances, hundred percent guarantees. So, well, yeah, I think the, yeah, the guarantees, the higher interest rates and, and frankly, I think, you know, the insurance part of the equation is fluid right now. And I, I would be guessing, but I think it's pretty accurate guess that the lenders are going to require some sort of new insurance model to be placed on the hotels. And that's going to be extremely expensive, just like terrorism insurance was back after 9-11. And I also think that there's a good chance that they're going to try and double uh, at the very least the uh, cash reserves. So I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, you know, if you're in a good position and you've been a good sponsor on the loan and you've got a good relationship with the lender, it, it's going to behoove you to talk to them and get to them first and not be, you know, 30, 60 days in the rears and then go, Oh, I better call them. So um, transfer. Transparency is key. Yeah, B both both with the lender and the insurer. In fact, I was talking with a colleague in the insurance business uh, just the other day, and he was mentioning issues like like vacancy. Uh, you know, if 
if you are closing your hotel, you really need to get a, get a hold of your insurer right away to see what's going to happen to your policy. Because uh, if you do close, and many of them at 60 days, you're going to lose coverage for, say, electricity. And, you know, God forbid you had a fire, electrical fire, right. uh, vagrancy, not vagrancy, vandalism. Um, you know, you, you want to get get on the phone with the insurer to go through, you know, what your vulnerable spots are and what you can do. And, and that probably also has to go into the, the decision, the very hefty decision of whether you're going to stay open or whether you're going to close, you know, given the cost and, and uh, liabilities of both of those strategies. Oh, absolutely. And I think, it, you know, it's also a violation of your loan covenants right there. And, you know, you're going to technical breach or default. Um, and also some cities here in California and that's where my expertise is, is in, in the California hospitality market require that if you've closed a hotel, that you've got a minimum of two people on site in two different shifts, you know, probably, you know, 10 to 12 hours each at that point, unless you're running three uh, to, to monitor the fire life safety equipment. You know, in, in, in fact, it, it's just so highly recommended beyond the requirements that you're checking on, you know, keeping your checking on your systems, yeah. checking on on safety and security with, with the property, making sure you're not, you know, getting people breaking in for whatever reason. So, you know, you, you still need to manage your asset. You just have to decide, you know, which, which path you're going to go for for, for this time period. I, another thing that I understood is that uh, you know, many of the businesses ha do have business interruption insurance, but you might not be paid out what you think right now because the, the insurance industry has so many claims coming in right now right. that they may have to dole things out and it may be a, a haircut, it, it may be a, a steep haircut on, on, on that issue. So just something to take into your, yeah, your if, financial planning. Yeah, if they get anything at all, because you know, some insurance carriers are saying, no, this is not part of the coverage. So, and that's going to create a whole other, you know, line of defense down the road, I'm sure. Um, what are you seeing as best practices out there from some of your, your owner operators right now? Well, I, you know, I think I think the best practices are tr are trying first and foremost get guest safety and employee safety, and trying to make sure that the guests that you have are, are going to be comfortable, that they feel safe, that you can you know give them uh, uh, access to some kinds of food services, whether it's you know w whether it's in the hotel if you can open your restaurants, or whether you're getting them Uber delivery. Um, you know, pointing them to places outside the hotel that they could get something to eat, uh, and trying to keep keep spirits up in almost a virtual way, right? I mean, I don't even, I don't know that anybody has had time to do this, but, you know, I'd like to see maybe when you walk in the room where you might typically have kind of a welcome, um, a, you know, a guest welcome video that maybe it's a little more personalized. Maybe, maybe you've got some of your employees giving them a welcome introduction, uh, you know, right there on the screen when they walk in, maybe, Maybe, uh, you know, this is the safety features of our hotel, kind of like that United, right. you know, that clever and creative United um, safety function that, that's a little bit fun. So at least you have some kind of sense of an entertainment venue, you know, coupled with, with the safety measures and, you know, letting them know where they can go in the hotel, what they should expect, uh, you know, how you know, how do you get on the elevator? I, I mean, I know you push the button, but exactly. you know, how many people, how many people can get on the elevator, exactly. you know? What if you've got heavy bags? Yeah. Um, and and I, most people aren't not traveling with heavy bags right now, I'd say. But I mean, you know, how are you handling the, those issues and giving them the people safety, the guest safety and confidence that they're going to be taken care of properly? Um, well, exactly. Even I, though I they may not a, have. That's a very valid point, Paul. And I also think, you know, you throw in there, you know, what amenities are still available? I mean, yeah, room service is not going to be available. Uh, maid service isn't going to be available, you know, generally on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, I, I, I mean, we all we all got accustomed to, you know, maid service way back when. And, you know, I'm kind of in the feeling now, at, you know, even before this, that I, I really don't want somebody in the room when I'm there uh, or not there. Uh, you know, I just soon, hey, you know what? I, I can, you know, I'm, I'm good without fresh towels every day. OK, I don't need the bed made. OK, <laughs> so, right. you know, kind of. Yeah, I think all that safety information, give it to, that personalization for the team that's working there to take care of the guests if they're still open um, and, and what they can do for them. So 
You know, Paula, this is just blown by. This has been almost 16 minutes at this point in time. So oh. I want to thank you very much for being on the Click Podcast. And I'd like to give you an opportunity to give our audience your contact information. Oh, th- thank you very much, Craig. And it's it's been a pleasure and, and very interactive with you as well. I really enjoyed it. I, you can reach me at area code 202 538-2473. Uh, typically these days, I'm on the West Coast time, uh, Henderson, Nevada time, although oftentimes in, in happier times, yeah. I'm traveling all around the country like all of us. Um, and my email address is P as in Paula, Argento, A-R-G-E-N-T-O at argentoglobal.com. And, and Craig, I didn't even get to mention uh, my my spiel about the win and it and its uh, new safety and health oh, plan. But what do. I did look, please do. Well, it, it's very heartening to see this coming out, particularly in the face of, of uh, a disagreement between the governor of Nevada and the mayor of Las Vegas, mayor of Las Vegas, who's saying, "Hey, you know, this is absolute insanity that we can't have non-essential um, businesses open." But anyway, Win seemed to do a, a very thorough job down to uh, sanitizing the dice you throw in the casino, down to the chipper champ. And I had to look up what a chipper champ was. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know what a chipper I've champ is? I've got no is? idea. It just sounds funny to me. So <laughs> Yeah. No, it's, a, it, it's the device that separates. It, it, it color codes your, uh, your roulette chips. Uh-huh. Once they're out on the table, it picks them up and it tosses them all into a color coder. But anyway, just to say, uh, wind seemed to have a very thorough um, plan as far as I could see for a first cut of it. So I, I think if they can, you know, if other hospitality uh, leaders can take can can take the initiative in writing up these safety plans, I think it's going to be very persuasive, or I hope it will be very persuasive to the local and state governments. There you go. Well, Paula, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I'd love to have you back on the show another time. Uh, please stay in touch with me and let me know of any updates, and we'll get you back on the podcast and and we'll go over them for the hotel audience. And if you would like to be on the click podcast, please contact me at info at C L I conference.com. Paula Argento. Thank you once again. I appreciate it. A a pleasure, Craig. And thank you. Thank you very much as well. Stay safe. You too. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Craig Sullivan, your host, and today it is my distinct honor and pleasure to have Paula Argento from Argento Venture and Hospitality Group, an international corporate advisor services specializing in hospitality, real estate investment, private equity, debt finance, foreign investor, and company representation in the U.S. The group has affiliated offices in Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Henderson, Nevada. Paula, welcome to the show. Oh, Craig, thank you very much. And thank, thank you very much for, for that lovely introduction. Um, I just wanted to say I was thinking today about how a month ago, we were at, at your terrific conference down in the Irvine area, uh, your hotel investment conference for California lodging industry. And it was just such a, a wonderful event. And we certainly have come a long way since then. We have, and thank you. It was a, a, a pleasure to have you there and meet you and, and spend some time with you and the rest of the attendees. And we have certainly come a long way uh, since March 5th. I, I, and, you know, there's so many of our family, friends, colleagues, hotel professionals that, uh, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, your heart and mine both go out to them and, you know, we're, we're hoping they're all anchored down and, uh, you know, well, and, you know, we're just trying to separate ourselves from the noise and give everybody some great information. So Paula, would you tell the audience, uh, about your company? I know I gave touched on a few highlights, but, uh, you know, I know you went to Cornell and various other universities and, degrees. So if you could maybe elaborate a little bit more on what you're doing, please. Yeah, yeah, cer- certainly. And I'll, I'll just start out by saying my, my background uh, is, is as an attorney. Uh, I spent a number of years in Washington, D.C., uh, finance, 
securities law, uh, some work on Capitol Hill too. So it was a fairly well-rounded uh, type of practice. And then about 15 years ago, people started to bring me in hotel deals and, and casino deals in some instances. And what they were looking for, it was, it was either uh, owners looking to refinance or bring in new investors, nice. uh, lenders, yeah, lenders trying to um, refinance projects or, or uh, sell projects in some, in some cases, uh, and then limited partners uh, who needed negotiation with their sponsors, all, all of that kind of good thing. And so that has tended to lend itself right now to some very interesting conversations as people are trying to restructure you know, loans and relationships and also to find some silver lining if there can be such a thing uh, going forward with the industry. Absolutely. You know, as uh, a very good friend of ours always says, hospitality strong. And I credit uh, Glenn Hausman at No Vacancy News for that. Uh, and, you know, he's putting out a daily show that uh, is just wonderful for the industry as a whole. And I do believe, you know, we will come through this. We've gone through you know, the financial meltdown, 9-11, various other, you know, financial downturns, and we've come back stronger every time. Um, let's talk about finance a little bit. Uh, you're dealing with some of the CMBS lenders out there right now, aren't you? Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're working on, on loan mods, and we're heartened that we've moved ahead from, I think, some initial confusion or, or lack of communication where people were trying to figure out where, you know, where is my, where is my special servicer today and where's my master servicer today? Right. And pe people have managed to, to connect up. Uh, plus, the, in many instances, the special server is authorizing the master server to conduct the negotiations so you don't have to fall into a special class of, of loan. Uh, and, and that's, you know, we're also seeing understanding of, of look, we've got, we've got to get through this. You know, we've got to give 90 days. If you've been in, in good shape with your lender, people are willing, lenders are willing to uh, authorize extensions, um, you know, interest only payments in some circumstances or lowered payments, which is great. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, let, let's, let's talk about that a little bit more, a little bit of a deeper dive. So it's from what you're telling me, it sounds like it's a little bit different from the 08 financial meltdown with CMBS that uh, one, their master servicers now empowered to do things that they couldn't do back then. And there seems to be more of a cooperative mode, not so quick to pull the trigger and put on a lockbox and a few other things. Do I have that right? Yeah, that's and it, I think the the understanding is look this this is really through most of the hotels. It's it's no fault of their own. Right. You know, they were managing beautifully. Um, and and what good is it going to do to put on this added level of oversight right now? Right. I mean, you want to you want to keep these hotels in as healthy and normal a situation as possible, so they can focus on rebuilding their business. So I, I think it's it's different in that regard. Um, and. You know, what, what are you going to do ultimately if you can't come to an agreement? I mean, there was an old saying uh, from a banker I knew that you never foreclose on anything that eats. And um, <laughs> I like that. I have to send you, know. you a copyright check on that one. <laughs> well, I'd have to send it. I have to I'd have to give credit to him. But I mean, I mean, the truth of these matter is it's very expensive to operate these assets, even if even if you decide to shutter the doors for a while, you still have to protect the asset. So um I think the relationship with with letting uh, letting the hotel use capex reserves, uh, you know, to help right. people loan current. I, I think these are wonderful, you know, given the circumstances. They're very accommodating measures that are, and steps that are being taken. Absolutely, and and as you'd mentioned, you know, again, you know, the difference between now and '08. It, you know, our fundamentals were sound. I mean, you were doing deals, you're doing refinances, you were doing acquisitions, and you're seeing hotels at you know, 70, 80% occupancy and, you know, top dollar was being paid. And, you know, as of March 13th, they went down to, you know, 10% occupancy and some falling beyond that. So it's good to hear that, you know, your expertise and you're able to, you know, work with not only the, 
the borrower, but with the CMBS lender on that. So that's a, a, a breath of fresh air that, you know, I think is, is well needed, you know, in the industry. Um, without divulging, you know, any client privilege information, I, I mean, are, are you getting in there early with both your client and the lender? I mean, is, is the client initially reached out and then asked you to get in the middle of the conversation to, you know, not only protect the asset and them, but, you know, all, all of their rights to go with that? I think it's a race to the phone of who calls who first, basically, okay. because we all each each of us know it, that the first person you should be reaching out to is your lender. Right. So so, you know, it's best to whoever calls first, let's proactively get this, get the plan together for how how they're going to be approached. Um, you know, for example, in a lot of instances there where it, you know, you're able to keep the contracted rate of interest, not a default rate. That's another, you know, accommodation that. Nice. That's, groups are making. Um, I mean, the one, the one area where we're holding off is on trying to, we, we've been advised to try to hold off as many have to try to hold off on any new loans if you don't have to do it right. because the, right, the terms are going to be much more onerous, uh, you know, higher interest rates to accommodate for the higher risk. And, you know, yep. in many instances, hundred percent guarantees. So well, yeah, I think the yeah the guarantees, the higher interest rates, and and frankly, I think you know the insurance part of the equation is fluid right now, and I I would be guessing, but I think it's a pretty accurate guess that the lenders are going to require some sort of new insurance model to be placed on the hotels. And that's going to be extremely expensive, just like terrorism insurance was back after 9-11. And I also think that there's a good chance that they're going to try and double, uh, at the very least, the uh, cash reserves. So, yeah, I I think, yeah, you know, if you're in a good position and you've been a good sponsor on the loan and you've got a good relationship with the lender, it's going to behoove you to talk to them and get to them first and not be, you know, 30, 60 days in the rears and then go, Oh, I better call them. So um, transparency is key. Yeah. Both, both with the lender and the insurer. In fact, I was talking with a colleague in the insurance business uh, just the other day and he was mentioning issues like, like vacancy. Uh, You know, if, if you are closing your hotel, you really need to get a, get a hold of your insurer right away to see what's going to happen to your policy. Because uh, if you do close, and many of them at 60 days, you're going to lose coverage for, say, electricity. And, you know, God forbid you had a fire, electrical fire, right. uh, vagrancy, not vagrancy, vandalism. Um, you know, you, you want to get, get on the phone with the insurer to go through, you know, what your vulnerable spots are and what you can do. And, and that probably also has to go into the, the decision, the very hefty decision of whether you're going to stay open or whether you're going to close, you know, given the cost and, and uh, liabilities of both of those strategies. Oh, absolutely. And I think, it, you know, it's also a violation of your loan covenants right there. And, you know, you're in a technical breach or default. Um, and also some cities here in California and that's where my expertise is, is in, in the California hospitality market require that if you've closed a hotel, that you've got a minimum of two people on site in two different shifts, you know, probably, you know, 10 to 12 hours each at that point, unless you're running three uh, to, to monitor the fire life safety equipment. You know, in, in, in fact, it, it's just so highly recommended beyond the requirements that you're checking on, you know, keeping your checking on your systems, yeah. checking on on safety and security with, with the property, making sure you're not, you know, getting people breaking in for whatever reason. So, you know, you, you still need to manage your asset. You just have to decide, you know, which, which path you're going to go for 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 this time period. Another thing that I understood is that, uh, you know, many of the businesses do have business interruption insurance, but you might not be paid out what you think right now because the insurance industry has so many claims coming in right now that they may have to dole things out and it may be a a haircut. It may be a a steep haircut on, 
on on that issue. So it's just something to take into your yeah, your if, financial planning. Yeah, if they get anything at all, because I know some insurance carriers are saying no, this is not part of the coverage. So and that's going to create a whole other you know line of defense down the road. I'm sure. Um, what are you seeing as best practices out there from some of your your owner operators right now? Well, I. You know, I think I think the best practices are tr- are trying first and foremost get guest safety and employee safety, and trying to make sure that the guests that you have are, are going to be comfortable, that they feel safe, that you can you know give them uh, uh, access to some kinds of food services, whether it's you know w- whether it's in the hotel if you can open your restaurants, or whether you're getting them Uber delivery. Um, you know, pointing them to places outside the hotel that they could get something to eat, uh, and trying to keep keep spirits up in almost a virtual way, right? I mean, I don't even, I don't know that anybody has had time to do this, but, you know, I'd like to see maybe when you walk in the room where you might typically have kind of a welcome, um, a, you know, a guest welcome video that maybe it's a little more personalized. Maybe, maybe you've got some of your employees giving them a welcome introduction, uh, you know, right there on the screen when they walk in, maybe, Maybe, uh, you know, this is the safety features of our hotel, kind of like that United, you know, that clever and creative United um, safety function that's a little bit fun. So at least you have some kind of sense of an entertainment venue, you know, coupled with with the safety measures and, you know, letting them know where they can go in the hotel, what they should expect, uh, you know, how you know, how do you get on the elevator? I I mean, I know you push the button, but how many people how many people can get on the elevator, you know? What if you've got heavy bags? Yeah. Um, and and I, most people aren't not traveling with heavy bags right now, I'd say. But I mean, you know, how are you handling the, those issues and giving them the people safety, the guest safety and confidence that they're going to be taken care of properly? Um, well, exactly. Even I, I though they may that's not a, have- That's a very valid point, Paul. And I also think, you know, you throw in there, you know, what amenities are still available? I mean, yeah, room service is not going to be available. Uh, maid service isn't going to be available, you know, generally on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, I, I, I mean, we all we all got accustomed to, you know, maid service way back when. And, you know, I'm kind of in the feeling now, at, you know, even before this, that I, I really don't want somebody in the room when I'm there uh, or not there. Uh, you know, I just soon, hey, you know what? I, I can, you know, I'm, I'm good without fresh towels every day. OK, I don't need the bed made. OK, <laughs> so, right. you know, kind of. Yeah, I think all that safety information, give it to, that personalization for the team that's working there to take care of the guests if they're still open um, and, and what they can do for them. So, you know, Paula, this is just blown by. This has been almost 16 minutes at this point in time. So oh. I want to thank you very much for being on the Click podcast. And I'd like to give you an opportunity to give our audience your contact information. Oh, th- thank you very much, Craig. And it's, it's been a pleasure and, and very interactive with you as well. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you can reach me at area code 202-538-2473. Uh, typically these days, I'm on the West Coast time, uh, Henderson, Nevada time, although oftentimes in, in happier times, <laughs> I'm traveling all around the country like all of us. Um, and my email address is P as in Paula, Argento, A-R-G-E-N-T-O, at argentoglobal.com. And, and Craig, I didn't even get to mention uh, my, my spiel about the win and, it, and its uh, new safety and health oh, plan. But what do. I did lo- please do. Well, it, it's very heartening to see this coming out, particularly in the face of, of uh, a disagreement between the governor of Nevada and the mayor of Las Vegas, mayor of Las Vegas, who's saying, hey, you know, this is absolute insanity that we can't have non-essential businesses open. But anyway, Wynn seemed to do a a very thorough job down to uh, sanitizing the dice you throw in the casino down to the chipper champ. And I had to look up what a chipper champ was. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what a chipper champ is? I've got no idea. It just sounds funny to me. So (laughs) yeah, no, it's it's the device that separates it, it. It color codes your uh your roulette chips Ah. once they're out on the table it picks them up and it tosses them all into a color coder but anyway just to say uh wind seemed to have a very thorough um plan as far as i could see for a first cut of it so i I think if they can you know if other hospitality uh leaders can take 
can can take the initiative in writing up these safety plans. I think it's going to be very persuasive, or I hope it will be very persuasive to the local and state governments. There you go. Well, Paula, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I'd love to have you back on the show another time. Uh, please stay in touch with me and let me know of any updates, and we'll get you back on the podcast, and, and we'll go over them for the hotel audience. And if you would like to be on the Click Podcast, please contact me at info at cliconference.com. Paula Argento, thank you once again. I appreciate it. A, ple- a pleasure, Craig, and thank you. Thank you very much as well. Stay safe. You too. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Craig Sullivan, your host, and today it is my distinct honor and pleasure to have Paula Argento from Argento Venture and Hospitality Group, an international corporate advisor services specializing in hospitality, real estate investment, private equity, debt finance, foreign investor, and company representation in the U.S. The group has affiliated offices in Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Henderson, Nevada. Paula, welcome to the show. Oh, Craig, thank you very much, and thank thank you very much for, for that lovely introduction. Um, I just wanted to say I was thinking today about how a month ago we were at, at your terrific conference down in the Irvine area, uh, your hotel investment conference for California lodging industry, and it was just such a, a wonderful event, and we certainly have come a long way since then. We have, and thank you. It was a, a, a pleasure to have you there and meet you and, and spend some time with you and the rest of the attendees. And we have certainly come a long way uh, since March 5th. I, I, and, you know, there's so many of our family, friends, colleagues, hotel professionals that, uh, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, your heart and mine both go out to them and, you know, we're, we're hoping they're all anchored down and, uh, you know, well, and, you know, we're just trying to separate ourselves from the noise and give everybody some great information. So Paula, would you tell the audience, uh, about your company? I know I gave touched on a few highlights, but, uh, you know, I know you went to Cornell and various other universities and, degrees. So if you could maybe elaborate a little bit more on what you're doing, please. Yes, yes, certainly. And I'll I'll just start out by saying my my background uh, is is as an attorney. Uh, I spent a number of years in Washington, D.C., finance, securities law, uh, some work on Capitol Hill, too. So it was a fairly well-rounded type of practice. And then about 15 years ago, people started to bring me in hotel deals and, and casino deals in some instances. And what they were looking for, it was, it was either uh, owners looking to refinance or bring in new investors, nice. uh, lenders, yeah, lenders trying to um, refinance projects or, or uh, sell projects in some, in some cases, uh, and then limited partners uh, who needed negotiation with their sponsors, all, all of that kind of good thing. And so that has tended to lend itself right now to some very interesting conversations as people are trying to restructure you know, loans and relationships and also to find some silver lining if there can be such a thing uh, going forward with the industry. Absolutely. You know, as uh, a very good friend of ours always says, hospitality strong, and I credit uh, – Glenn Hausman at No Vacancy News for that. Uh, and, you know, he's putting out a daily show that uh, is just wonderful for the industry as a whole. And I do believe, you know, we will come through this. We've gone through, you know, the financial meltdown, 9-11, various other, you know, financial downturns. And we've come back stronger every time. Um Let's talk about finance a little bit. Uh, You're dealing with some of the CMBS lenders out there right now, aren't you? Yeah, we're we're um, we're working on on loan mods, and we're heartened that we've moved ahead from I think some initial confusion or or lack of communication where people were trying to figure out where you know where is my where is my special servicer today and where's my master servicer today. Right, and people have managed to to connect up. uh, Plus. 
in many instances, the special server is authorizing the master server to conduct the negotiations so you don't have to fall into a special class of, of, of loan. Uh, and, and that's, you know, we're also seeing understanding of, of look, we've got, we've got to get through this. You know, we've got to give 90 days. If you've been in, in good shape with your lender, people are willing, lenders are willing to uh, authorize extensions. Um, you know, interest only payments in some circumstances or lowered payments, which is great. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, let, let's, let's talk about that a little bit more, a little bit of a deeper dive. So it's from what you're telling me, it sounds like it's a little bit different from the 08 financial meltdown with CMBS that uh, one, their master servicers now empowered to do things that they couldn't do back then and there seems to be more of a cooperative mode, not so quick to pull the trigger and put on a lockbox and a few other things. Do I have that right? Yeah, that's and I think the the understanding is look this this is really through most of the hotels. It's it's no fault of their own. Right. You know, they were managing beautifully. Um, and and what good is it going to do to put on this added level of oversight right now? Right. I mean, you want to you want to keep these hotels in as healthy and normal a situation as possible, so they can focus on rebuilding their business. So I, I think it's it's different in that regard. Um, and. You know, what, what are you going to do ultimately if you can't come to an agreement? I mean, there was an old saying uh, from a banker I knew that you never foreclose on anything that eats. And um, <laughs> I like that. I have to send you, know. you a copyright check on that one. <laughs> well, I'd have to send it. I have to I'd have to give credit to him. But I mean, I mean, the truth of these matter is it's very expensive to operate these assets, even if even if you decide to shutter the doors for a while, you still have to protect the asset. So um I think the relationship with with letting uh, letting the hotel use capex reserves, uh, you know, to help right. people loan current. I, I think these are wonderful, you know, given the circumstances. They're very accommodating measures that and steps that are being taken. Absolutely, and and as you'd mentioned, you know, again, you know, the difference between now and '08. It, you know, our fundamentals were sound. I mean, you were doing deals, you're doing refinances, you were doing acquisitions, and you're seeing hotels at you know, 70, 80% occupancy and, you know, top dollar was being paid. And, you know, as of March 13th, they went down to, you know, 10% occupancy and some falling beyond that. So it's good to hear that, you know, your expertise and you're able to, you know, work with not only the the borrower, but with the CMBS lender on that. So that's a, a, a breath of fresh air that, you know, I think is, is well needed, you know, in the industry um, without divulging, you know, any client privilege information. I, I mean, are, are you getting in there early with both your client and the lender? I mean, is, is the client initially reached out and then asked you to get in the middle of the conversation to, you know, not only protect the asset and them, but, you know, all, all of their rights to go with that? I, I think it's a race to the phone of who calls who first, basically, okay. because we all, each, each of us know it, that the first person you should be reaching out to is your lender. Right. So, so, you know, it's best to whoever calls first, let's proactively get this, get the plan together for how, how they're going to be approached. Um, you know, for example, in a lot of instances there where it, you know, you're able to keep the contracted rate of interest, not a default rate. That's another, you know, accommodation that, nice. that's, Groups are making. Um, I mean, the one the one area where we're holding off is on trying to. We, we've been advised to try to hold off, as many have, to try to hold off on any new loans if you don't have to do it, right? Because the right the terms are going to be much more onerous. Uh, you know, higher interest rates to accommodate for the higher risk, and you know, yep. in many instances, hundred percent guarantees. So. Well, yeah, I think the yeah the guarantees, the higher interest rates, and and frankly, I think you know the insurance part of the equation is fluid right now, and I I would be guessing, but I think it's a pretty accurate guess that the lenders are going to require some sort of new insurance model to be placed on the hotels. 
And that's going to be extremely expensive, just like terrorism insurance was back after 9-11. And I also think that there's a good chance that they're going to try and double, uh, at the very least, the uh, cash reserves. So, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, you know, if you're in a good position and you've been a good sponsor on the loan and you've got a good relationship with the lender, it, it's going to behoove you to talk to them and get to them first and not be, you know, 30, 60 days in the rears and then go, oh, I better call them. So, um, Transparency is key. Yeah. But both, both with the lender and the insurer. In fact, I was talking with a colleague in the insurance business uh, just the other day, and he was mentioning issues like, like vacancy. Uh, you know, if, if you are closing your hotel, you really need to get a, get a hold of your insurer right away to see what's going to happen to your policy. Because uh, if you do close, and many of them at 60 days, you're going to lose coverage for, say, electricity. And, you know, God forbid you had a fire, electrical fire, right. uh, vagrancy, not vagrancy, vandalism. Um, you know, you, you want to get, get on the phone with the insurer to go through, you know, what your vulnerable spots are and what you can do. And, and that probably also has to go into the, the decision, the very hefty decision of whether you're going to stay open or whether you're going to close, you know, given the cost and, and uh, liabilities of both of those strategies. Oh, absolutely. And I think, it, you know, it's also a violation of your loan covenants right there. And, you know, you're in a technical breach or default. Um, and also some cities here in California and that's where my expertise is, is in, in the California hospitality market require that if you've closed a hotel, that you've got a minimum of two people on site in two different shifts, you know, probably, you know, 10 to 12 hours each at that point, unless you're running three uh, to, to monitor the fire life safety equipment. You know, in, in, in fact, it, it's just so highly recommended beyond the requirements that you're checking on, you know, keeping your checking on your systems, yeah. checking on on safety and security with, with the property, making sure you're not, you know, getting people breaking in for whatever reason. So, you know, you, you still need to manage your asset. You just have to decide, you know, which, which path you're going to go for 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 this time period. Another thing that I understood is that, uh, you know, many of the businesses do have business interruption insurance, but you might not be paid out what you think right now because the the insurance industry has so many claims coming in right now that they may have to dole things out and it may be a a haircut. It it may be a a steep haircut on, on, on that issue. So it's just something to take into your, yeah, your if, financial planning. Yeah. If they get anything at all, because there's some insurance carriers saying, no, this is not part of the coverage. So, and that's going to create a whole other, you know, line of defense down the road, I'm sure. Um, what are you seeing as best practices out there from some of your, your owner operators right now? Well, I, you know, I think I think the best practices are tr- are trying first and foremost get guest safety and employee safety, and trying to make sure that the guests that you have are, are going to be comfortable, that they feel safe, that you can you know give them uh, uh, access to some kinds of food services, whether it's you know w- whether it's in the hotel if you can open your restaurants, or whether you're getting them Uber delivery. Um, you know, pointing them to places outside the hotel that they could get something to eat, uh, and trying to keep keep spirits up in almost a virtual way, right? I mean, I don't even, I don't know that anybody has had time to do this, but, you know, I'd like to see maybe when you walk in the room where you might typically have kind of a welcome, um, a, you know, a guest welcome video that maybe it's a little more personalized. Maybe, maybe you've got some of your employees giving them a welcome introduction, uh, you know, right there on the screen when they walk in, maybe, Maybe, uh, you know, this is the safety features of our hotel, kind of like that United, you know, that clever and creative United um, safety function that's a little bit fun. So at least you have some kind of sense of an entertainment venue, you know, coupled with with the safety measures and, you know, letting them know where they can go in the hotel, what they should expect, uh, you know, how you know, how do you get on the elevator? I I mean, I know you push the button, but how many people how many people can get on the elevator, you know? What if you've got heavy bags? Yeah. Um, and and I, most people are not traveling with heavy bags right now, I'd say. But I mean, you know, how are you handling the, those issues and giving them the people safety, the guest safety and confidence that they're going to be taken care of properly? 
Um, well, exactly. Even I, though they may that's not. A, that's a very valid point, Paul. And I also think you know you throw in there, you know, what amenities are still available. I mean, yeah, room service is not going to be available. Uh, maid service isn't going to be available, you know, generally on a day-to-day basis. And you know, I, I, I mean, we all we all got accustomed to you know, maid service way back when. And, you know, I'm kind of in the feeling now, at, you know, even before this, that I, I really don't want somebody in the room when I'm there uh, or not there. Uh, you know, I just soon, hey, you know what? I, I can, you know, I'm, I'm good without fresh towels every day. Okay. I don't need the bed made. Okay. <laughs> so, right. you know, kind of, yeah, I think all that safety information, give it to, that personalization for the team that's working there to take care of the guests if they're still open um and and what they can do for them so you know paula this is just blown by this has been almost 16 minutes at this point in time so i want to thank you very much for being on the click podcast and i'd like to give you an opportunity to give our audience your contact information Oh, thank you very much, Craig. And it's, it's been a pleasure and, and very interactive with you as well. I really enjoyed it. I, you can reach me at area code 202-538-2473. Uh, typically these days, I'm on the West Coast time, uh, Henderson, Nevada time, although oftentimes in, in happier times, yeah. I'm traveling all around the country like all of us. Um, and my email address is P as in Paula, Argento, A-R-G-E-N-T-O, at argentoglobal.com. And, and Craig, I didn't even get to mention uh, my, my spiel about the win and, it, and its uh, new safety and health oh, plan. Please but what do. I did look. Please do. Well, it, it's very heartening to see this coming out, particularly in the face of, of uh, a disagreement between the governor of Nevada and the mayor of Las Vegas mayor of Las Vegas who's saying, hey, you know, this is absolute insanity that we can't have non-essential um, businesses open. But anyway, Wynn seemed to do a, a very thorough job e- down to uh, sanitizing the dice you throw in the casino down to the chipper champ. And I had to look up what a chipper champ was. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you know what a chipper I've champ is? I've got no idea. It just sounds funny to me. So <laughs> Yeah. No, it's, a, it, it's the device that separates, it, it, it color codes your uh, your roulette chips. Ah. Once they're out on the table, it picks them up and it tosses them all into a color coder. But anyway, just to say, uh, Wynn seemed to have a very thorough um, plan as far as I could see for a first cut of it. So I, I think if they can, you know, if other hospitality uh, leaders can take can can take the initiative in writing up these safety plans, I think it's going to be very persuasive or I hope it will be very persuasive to the local and state governments. There you go. Well, Paula, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I'd love to have you back on the show another time. Uh, please stay in touch with me and let me know of any updates, and we'll get you back on the podcast, and, and we'll go over them for the hotel audience. And if you would like to be on the Click Podcast, please contact me at info at cliconference.com. Paula Argento, thank you once again. I appreciate it. A, ple- a pleasure, Craig, and thank you. Thank you very much as well. Stay safe. You too. Bye. Yeah. Bye.